Welcome to Tell Me About It on WUFT 89.1 and 90.1. I'm Sue Wagner here today with two colleagues from the University of Florida College of Journalism and Communications and WUFT News. Craig Lee is the web developer and Ethan Majok is the news manager, I believe, at managing editor for WUFT News. And the two of them have put countless hours into redesigning WUFT.org, and it's needed an overhaul for quite some time, and they were instrumental in relaunching a product that's easy to use and extremely informative. So guys, thanks for being here today. Thanks for having us, Sue. Thank you. So kind of give us the overview. I know this started in 2019, and how did it go from there? Right. We had an an original vision to modernize sort of the news side of things, but I want to pass to Craig first because he was the real muscle in this whole process from start to finish. Um, what part of the muscle do you want to hear about? Uh, um, some of the technical capacities oh, and the how technical we made it all work. Pa- okay. Um, well, the uh, old website uh, started in 2010 and was really getting long in the technical tooth, and we'd outgrown it in a few ways. And the opportunity came up to uh, move onto the NPR um, platform from a a self-hosted situation. And uh, we started work on that. Ethan and I uh, started work on that in 2020. The year uh, that got away from us in yeah, yeah, many ways, right? Yeah, COVID. And then um, the first couple of years of the, uh, of the project were mostly, they were planning, but it was also uh, NPR saying the schedule's been pushed back, the schedule's been pushed back. You've heard that before if you've heard about <laughs> supply chains since 2020, right? Yeah, yeah. We they had in the a, same boat. Yeah, they had a big, they had some big labor supply issues um, at NPR with uh, this division. And um, we ended up um, really getting to work on it um, late 2022 and uh, early 2023. Yeah, and one of the things that we should talk about from NPR's perspective, uh, and as we start to get into the benefits, uh, we are one of probably now 200 some stations that are on this platform. It was open to all um, stations across the country to join, and so we were behind, you know, quite a quite a few others that had been on NPR NPR's previous platform in terms of our um, when it was our turn in line to get there. And so once we did, that's what Craig is referencing. Within the past two years, we were able to move pretty quickly. We had somewhere around. 20,000 news stories to migrate. Yeah, just under 20,000. And so that that archive, like Craig referenced, uh, extends since 2010. And so there was a lot um, to plan for to make sure that, you know, not more than a few of those um, stories ended up breaking when they got moved from a 14-year-old system to something that's very modern and sleek. So what are some of the bells and whistles that people can view when they uh, hit WUFT.org? One of the biggest changes... um, that is visible and hearable is the the new way in which the uh, live streamed audio is being presented. Um, it's it's now what's called persistent. Um, you don't have to open another window to have your uh, to have your uh, audio playing the whole time. I like to think of it as if you if one of you listening has a, a loving dog at home that becomes your shadow and you're going from room to room doing chores, <laughs> it's effectively that for maybe you've been listening to this program on our site. But anything that you pull up, whether it's Morning Edition, uh, another podcast, and you start playing one window, if you go to read um, the news story uh, from a homepage link in another, it's going to come with you. That's kind of what Craig's describing, right? Right, right. And, and you can do that with any of our um, any of our live streams. You can be listening to WFT Classic and reading the news with, and, and the audio will follow you. You could be listening to 
GHQ even on, on there, and the audio will follow you. Um, you can listen to the hourly newscast. You can listen to this podcast. You might be listening to this podcast on the website um, right now. So that and then obviously a, a much faster turnaround time when you talk about a server that, you know, it has had upgrades since 2010, but pound for pound was nowhere near as fast as the enterprise solution that NPR was able to offer us. You've probably been reading stories um, at a faster clip uh, than you had before just based on page load time alone. And so that has been wonderful in terms of our um, student workforce. They've gotten to have their work published and uh, begin to collaborate on some of those digital designs. It's much more intuitive than our previous system. And, and that's sort of on the internal side. But for a user perspective on, you know, you're coming to just listen to your favorite program or get a dose of the local news, weather information, um, it's much more easy to access and find that than it was previously. I know both of you know how to use the website, but are you training students and staff as well to be a part of this uh, interactive experience? Uh, yes. Um, one, of the big, one of the big parts of developing and moving, moving this website has been developing um, you know, figuring out um, how to train. Um, you know, how to how to break habits. I, I had an idea this morning that was just oh, another way we can maybe streamline some stuff. But yeah, we've had to we've had to we've had to learn this uh, ourselves, and and that that involved uh, three day training yeah, <laughs> with NPR yep. um, that we did over the summer, and um, you know, and we also had to you know transferred the data to NPR and we went through a quality uh, control period. Yeah, quality yeah. control, quality assurance period on the data transfer where we had to get elbows deep into um, what had been transferred and go and look for problems and and hope that, you know, problems could be fixed automagically as like I like to say, but right. uh, that didn't always happen. And we have to give a shout out here to uh, Kristen Moorhead, who's uh, also on the WFT News staff, who did a lot of the QA work f on the news side of the um, process. Right. I was out on paternity leave in the fall, and she ably picked up that baton. Um, and, Sue, one of the reasons you've had us here today is this thing just launched about a month and a week ago as, uh, on, as January 9th, if I yeah. recall. Yeah. So yes. here on, um, you know, in mid-February, we're talking about something that's still – it's a brand-new car for us, and still we're still learning all the different features. But, yes, developing training internally so that, you know, as many people as possible can be involved in it, that's something we're actively working on as we get more than a month out from the launch. And it's constant. It keeps changing every day. You're finding new things to add. And I know it sounds like it's primarily um, NPR programming and news and services, but it also includes PBS. Is that correct? Um, yes. And PBS, uh, the PBS side of things is something we're still working on building out. Um, and program promotion in general is something we're still working on building out. Um, you know, I've, I've said to someone in a meeting uh a week after the launch, I said, "Oh, we'll still be we'll still be fixing stuff for six months," and I imagine we'll still be developing new things for six months and um, beyond, even. Yeah, I, I think the the capacity that we're still working on is how best to display, you know, students' work and, and the um, news stories that you all rely on in this community. And we're just discovering new features and optionality to do that um, almost on a week by week basis. And so I expect, you know, even by summer, we'll have gotten hang of most of that, but um, it's a really exciting time to be in local news for this reason. That's right. Well, we're going to take a break in just a few seconds and come back with more information and 
Talk about some of the really cool features. I know that you can play audio, but I believe video is also available as well. And, you know, we want to make this site something that um, there's no other need to go anywhere else. This is your one-stop shop for all content in North Central Florida for NPR and PBS. And then, of course, news stories. And we also have links to our um, sister commercial station sites as well. So there's something for everyone here, and we'll be back in just a moment. Welcome back to Tell Me About It. I'm Sue Wagner here on WUFT with two members of our staff. Craig Lee is the UF College of Journalism and Communications web developer who also helps with WUFT projects. Then WUFT News Managing Editor Ethan Majok and the two of them, along with Kristen Moorhead, who you hear on some of our newscasts, spearheaded a redesign of WUFT.org. And I think the best thing that's happened is the speed and reliability has been enhanced. And there's just so much to see. It's kind of like a, a full scope of all kinds of information, NPR, PBS, but also WUFT. So give us a little more insight on what's been going on. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, from the outside, it's obviously a, a whole new skin and layout um, that users kind of experience for their local news and information. But that is the big benefit that, that really drew us in was being able to get to an enterprise system that had such reliability. We've had stories, and this is a great problem to have, but we've had stories that are so popular and widely read um, that they tended to either slow down the site or crash it all together. And you can think of big news events like elections. It happens to be an election year. Um, so this is a really exciting time to make sure that that does not happen again right Craig right and also with also you know shout out shout out to the weather crew and FPREN and the hurricanes and those can significantly impact a web server of people seeking the info well let us hope for a quiet season regardless yeah let's yes. let's have That's a right. qu- let's Enough have a quiet already. let's have a quiet hurricane <laughs> season but um, you know we were um, locally hosted here on the UF campus and now we're basically in the cloud um, there. so um, we should have a much more reliable um, server in um, breaking news, large-scale breaking news situations like elections or like major weather events or um, other things. Well, and your, the content that's featured on WUFT.org mostly comes, of course, from the station, but it also provided an opportunity to interconnect with other stations in the state of Florida and carry their stories, but not just the state of Florida, NPR stories as well. Is that correct, Ethan? Yeah, we talked in the first half about how this was a multi-year process. And when we first started, um, that was the original dream to be able to connect more closely with our um, NPR, you know, Florida public media colleagues. And then when NPR HQ out of Washington came in and said, hey, we have this solution where you effectively could connect to certainly us, the whole country, um, and Florida stations, that's what we tried to highlight is, is, you know, the excellent work being done by our colleagues in Tallahassee as uh, legislative session wraps up out of Miami, Tampa, Orlando, very newsy markets, certainly Jacksonville. Um, and so that's one of the, the cool benefits of being, shall we say, swimming in the same uh, pond as, as the rest of our colleagues. That's great. Well, you had a few glitches along the way, but I think, Craig, uh, things seem to be running quite smoothly at the moment. Uh, yeah, we, we ran into a few things um, early on. And um, as uh, Ethan and I said a couple of weeks ago, we looked at each other and said, oh, nothing's on fire today. Right. Um, so, so and that's, like, a, that's a common experience. I'm sure many of you out there have launched a new product or service, and there's glitches. There's bugs bound to uh, pop up that you just didn't expect. And so we're, we're through at least identifying most of those, if not solving um, a good number of them. Yeah, one of my biggest day one realizations was that I, I, it didn't, it hadn't really dawned on me how popular 
the TV schedule was or how many different paths there were to get to the TV schedule. And I spent a lot of day two, or at least a, maybe an hour on day two, just hooking up all the different pathways to the um, TV schedule. To find out what's on tonight. That's yeah. one of the main things that people come to us for. <laughs> TV schedules is extremely popular, I know, because I send the information to the listing services, and when it's not there, it's amazing that you find out how many people now go online to find TV programming. No more TV guide, no more newspaper schedules, which I'm not even sure it's in the newspaper anymore. Right. But it's been a great service. Um, and for radio, too. There's a lot of people that look at that. They can click through the actual website of the national programming. And one of the new features, well, it wasn't new, but now now it's easier to view is our poster collection, which we were just talking about. We've done that for the anniversary of our NPR station, WUFTFM, and it's pretty cool to go back through the history of the station. We've been here almost 43 years. There's 41 posters on that wow. site. The yeah. two years we did not do it, and it's quite a collection of artists' work and just memories over the years. Oh, it's, a, it's a beautiful set. I mean, I'm sitting here, not looking on the website of it, but a physical manifestation of the 2023 one by Patrice Boys, a, a loyal you know station ally and occasional news source. And, and she has a wonderful um, painting of the springs. And so you can see hers and so much more now in that archive. Are there some new things coming up with the site that have yet to be implemented? Uh, yes, there are. Um, there's uh, NPR and PBS are working on a, a process um, right now. If you're a... Uh, subscriber to WFT and have the passport service you currently if you want to you know watch your passport programming online you go to video.pbs.org well NPR and PBS are rolling out what they refer to as single sign-on where we will be able to host you know you'll be able to come right to to the WFT homepage sign on on the WFT homepage or on any page on the site up in the header and um, we'll be able to present your passport content right in there. Um, that is probably coming no sooner than later this year, um, probably probably third or fourth quarter um, before we really get that. But um, that's one of the cool things that's coming. And then on the content side, certainly we mentioned the election. Uh, we, we haven't experimented yet with all the different ways that we'll be displaying some of the you know news you can use around how to find information about candidates running and ballot issues. All of that um, will be forthcoming. And then we have a few uh, cool special projects queued up for later in the spring and summer as well. And you'll probably have real-time election results, is that correct? Almost certainly, yeah, from, from NPR. We had those from the Associated Press as well in 2022 um, for the gubernatorial race. But, yeah, I, I think with, it goes without saying that election nights are um, some of the most locked in that we get from local news consumers, national news consumers. And you do have a whole contingent of students as well that are going to be helping with capturing the local races and then you know, kind of honing their skills on doing some of the national coverage. Yeah, we certainly want to cover everything from, you know, the smallest city commission races around us all the way up to um, our congressional seat. And then, yeah, being able to take in the national feeds, statewide feeds of who's winning, who's losing in um, districts. And then, of course, the White House as, uh, as we get closer to November. So far, I've heard really positive reviews. People enjoy the presentation, the big pictures, and being able to click through quickly. I think that, you know, the speed and reliability is definitely an issue that has been overcome, and uh, you guys have made it happen. 
Yep, thanks, Sue. And I think one of the reasons that we originally set out on this was trying to make it a long-term investment in um, news and information in this area. You know, I started out in newspapers, and unfortunately, the first newspaper I worked for, they since migrated to a, a system that eliminated their archive before about 2017 or 18. And so you're talking about a community memory or part of it there that um, has just been gone. And so we, we were very intentional about making sure that that did not happen in this process. Um, and so at least since I think our first story on the previous website was the day that Urban Meyer resigned and 2009, 2010. <laughs> wow. um, and so that's about where, you know, our, our version of the community memory starts. And we certainly have plans to continue that now for decades to come. Yeah, it's a valuable archive in case people need that information. So it's really amazing. If you guys, you probably, like Craig said, you're probably sitting there on WFT.org listening to this podcast. But if not, check it out because there's a lot of wonderful features, uh, great programming, great schedules, because I know people really enjoy the schedules. But you can also find out information about the underwriters, the businesses and corporations that support us, special events that are coming up. Van Fears and Fireworks is on the horizon. We just had an antiques appraisal day. All of that information is literally at your fingertips on WUFT.org. So Craig Lee and Ethan Majok, thank you for your efforts in making WUFT.org the launch of success and a continued success. So thanks for coming in today. Thanks for having us, Sue. Thank you. That was WUFT website coordinators Craig Lee and Ethan Majok sharing details on what is available on the new WUFT.org on today's episode of Tell Me About It. To listen to previous episodes of the show, go online at wuft.org slash tellmeaboutit or on the WUFT media app. I'm Sue Wagner on Tell Me About It on WUFT. WUFT.